0: Hello, language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. It is almost hard to believe, but this is the 20th episode of the podcast. Woo! I'm not sure why 20 feels like a number that I want to celebrate, but I'm doing it anyway. A lot of hard work goes into making each episode, and I very much appreciate everyone that listens and shares their feedback. During this episode, you will hear the first part of my interview with Jon Gnar, Iceland's most famous and funniest mayor. Jon became mayor of Reykjavik not long after Iceland's economic crash in 2008. He was kind enough to host me at his home in Iceland for this interview. We chatted for almost three hours about a variety of topics. In part one, this episode, you will hear about why he ran for political office, his feelings about the welfare of polar bears, what surprised him about being mayor, and more. Because we were at his home, there is some background noise from his 10-month-old dog, Klake, who was eating a bone. And by the way, klake means ice in Icelandic, and the dog was basically Snow White, (laughs) so it definitely is a fitting name. So if you hear any intermittent crackling noises in the back, I apologize for that in advance. Additionally, at some point during the interview, his youngest son, Nånne, comes home, and Jón has him tell me about the time that he met Lindsay Lohan at an Icelandic wedding and gives us some bread that he baked at school. It was totally random, and I ended up taking that part out of the interview, but I just think it's a cute story and kind of sums up how this whole interview went down. It was a fun interview, but also a lot of unexpected events happened, and I just kind of enjoyed rolling with the process. So I hope you also enjoy listening to this episode and feel free to let me know your thoughts afterward. Go the the skimtun! Jón, thank you for sitting down to chat oh, with me today. My pleasure. And I'm excited to talk to you about many things. And Yon. we also have Klaqui, your dog, joining us. <laughs> He's quite sweet and active. So if it's Yon. good with you, let's just jump into it. Absolutely. Great. Jón. So I'm just curious, because you're known for being the mayor of Reykjavík, yeah. what motivated you to run for that position
1: it's complicated i have i've never uh, i'm 51 years old and i've never been that i've never been well rarely directly involved with any politics so so i'm i'm a comedian writer actor and you know i've had political uh, opinions and I have I have enjoyed like reading sometimes political philosophy, reading about political ideologies and so. But yeah. but but never had any need to get directly involved. Yeah. So but but when we when the crisis was in two thousand and eight and and uh, everything here went upside down in, mm-hmm. in a day. And uh, uh, I, I at the time I was working. Uh, I had been working for an advertising agency and making commercials for the big, one of the big banks. Yeah. Okay. So I made some of the
0: oh, commercials
1: for the bank. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know,
0: it's kind of a strange position to be yeah. in. Yeah, it was
1: really strange because, like, when you were making the commercials, I wasn't bothered by, you know, ethics or anything. Right. <laughs> so you know, I was just just it's a, a job. money-making
0: venture. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and and it was exciting and and then uh, and then after collapse there was no more commercials and uh, yeah and and, and and i was offered the position at the uh, Reykjavik theater mm, okay. as a playwright like a one year contract where you work in the theater and you write a play okay so i was there and i was kind of working on an idea for a play and of course, I wanted to, to to be somehow about the crisis, and and I had the Enron play was just out, and I had mm. read the play, yeah, okay. and I really liked it. And like, uh, yeah, and I was trying to write a play that would somehow involve uh, politicians, uh, money people, and the media also. Mm, okay, so it's after the
0: crash.
1: Yeah, this was after the crash and there was a lot of uh, confusion and and anger going on mm-hmm. protests like every week in front of parliament and many of my friends getting like directly involved mm-hmm. giving speeches and uh, corrupt politicians and and all that all that stuff and <clears throat> i was focusing on the play and and then when i was Kind of working on the outlines for the play, mm-hmm. I got this idea like, how about instead of taking politics, media, and the financial people onto the states, how about taking theater into the media? Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So flipping it in yeah. the head, yeah.
1: Because uh, I, when I was young, I was fascinated with uh, surrealism and, mm-hmm. and uh, the theater of the. Uh, of the absurd and, uh, the phenomenon called a spectacle, like mm. how you create a spectacle. Mm-hmm. And I saw an opportunity yeah. to create a spectacle, like, and... It's a
0: dark time as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So,
1: so I came up with my own, uh, political party and called the best party. And <laughs> I named it the best party because it was, uh, it was somehow linked to my time in commercials when you're telling people something is best yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like yep. you know
1: and it's 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 relative really what's best I mean <laughs> it, what's best for me is not necessarily best for you exactly. and so on so, so like you know something is the best buy it's like yeah okay maybe mm. for some uh, so I called it the best party and also it was less, like yeah in a way stupid kind of <laughs> But
0: purposefully stupid? Or yeah,
1: just... I mean, no, the name. Yeah, it's just yeah, like okay. the best party. It's like, how can it be the best party? And so, and I would say, you know, if people would question why, why, how can you call it the best party? And I would say, because it's the best.
0: <laughs> it just keeps like, literally like a snake eating its tail. It just keeps going back yeah, on yeah, its, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> the
1: <best>. And uh, <laughs> we are going to do the best for everybody. And at the time, uh, city elections... We're coming up, mm. we're acting, uh, a new mayor. I wanted to take part in the in the debates and everything. And to be able to do that, you have to have a registered political party or be there on behalf of some party. Right. So I officially registered uh, the best party as a political party to be allowed to take part in, <laughs> in the debates. And also they have, like, because everything is like state-run here, like we have state uh, radio and television, mm-hmm. and they have to, according to the law, they cannot discriminate against political parties. They have to pay <laughs> everybody. And everybody gets the same amount of time. So two-way
0: uh, is great. Yes, it is. <laughs> but,
1: but usually, you know, it's like when you have, like, Horrible political parties yeah. like some extreme right-wing uh, nuts. They get like their time on right. prime television. I just think it's not fair. So I was allowed to, you know, attend uh, political rallies and meetings and uh, give speeches. And my speeches are mostly just nonsense. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you prep
0: for this nonsense, or was it just like I'll just wing it when I get up there? Do the improv
1: it, essentially? It was. It was kind of an improv. I would. I would tap into what was the topic. What was the What's the issue because uh, there was usually like some hidden issue mm. that I wasn't aware of and I enjoyed and I, I really enjoy in my uh, in my stand up and, and and like uh, my material on radio, I like candid talk mm, and it's yeah. it can, it's like really, really. Thin line. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so I would say like that we, the best party, we will listen more to women and the elderly. Mm-hmm. It's like,
0: <laughs> but to be fair, they're also like, I mean, it sounds funny, but that's kind of sad that like, that's a joke, right? Yeah. Because yes. women and people of a certain age, they do get ignored a lot. Yes. So it yeah. ends up being like an actual yeah. and issue.
1: Then, and then it's like when, when, uh, I would be confronted with this, like when I was sitting there on on a podium, and people would ask me, like, you now uh, one of your uh, you said earlier that you would, would listen more to women and 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 dis- elderly, yeah, and disabled, yeah, women and disabled people. <laughs> okay. And what do you mean by that? And they, I, I know it's it's like with the toilets. It's like men and then women <laughs> and disabled people. <laughs> oh my god! And people That's were like. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I I thought it was. I thought it was like, men and then women and disabled people, right? And I, nobody could <laughs> do that. So, yeah. Everyone's baffled. Like,
0: okay, I guess. <laughs>
1: so uh, so uh, I would uh, like uh, yeah, a, a cunted talk, but but also just plain nonsense. Mm-hmm. where I would promise. Like when we were in that mood, like it was a promise meeting, mm-hmm. you know, vote for us and we will get like a family park and blah blah blah. I would promise Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah, know. I heard, So okay, that actually like segues. <laughs> I really just popped well.
1: their promises.
0: Yeah, like. I, I, yeah, exactly. Which I don't even know anyone would ever think of dinosaurs in general, <laughs> like a promise. But uh, my my next question stems from this: is you know you made all these campaign promises. You know. and then openly said that you intend to break all of your campaign promises yeah, if you're going to get elected. A... Yes. Which is pretty hilarious. Yeah. But I'm wondering if you were able to fulfill any of your campaign promises, which one would you have chosen?
1: Probably a polar bear in the zoo. In the
0: zoo. <laughs> you know, in the zoo. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Because uh, that's uh, something that I, I have felt passionate about for a very long time is that Like Because of uh, the changes in climate, uh, the polar bear habitat is threatened, Mm -hmm. Uh, their natural habitat is threatened. And some years we will have uh, polar bears will come to Iceland. Yeah. And as individuals, these animals are as different as they are many. Some are uh, like older males who have been uh, unable to defend their territory Mm.
0: So So they
1: had to leave Yeah, yeah So some are uh, injured uh, younger females who have been uh, probably attacked by Mm. males and are seriously injured and have to flee Some animals are young healthy adventurous animals who are looking for new territory or something. So so it all depends and I think not hunt and kill these majestic animals, we should try and capture them in a humane uh, way and have like an area in the Reykjavík Zoo where we can give them like a peaceful uh, few years before they die from old age or yeah. something. Okay. So, so that was my this idea. It's actually more
0: of a serious thing behind this. You're yes. For yeah. the polar bears, yeah.
1: Well, I, I mean, I've like, can you just imagine, like, when there is a news in this, in uh, there's a sight of a polar bear somewhere in Iceland. Usually, somebody sees a polar bear somewhere, and uh, anybody can can uh, shoot and kill him. Yeah. And 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 a lot of people go yeah. like uh, hillbillies with rifles. Yeah. They will uh, shoot and kill the polar bear and it's like like even a few years ago there were there were men on a on a fishing boat. They spotted a swimming polar bear oh. in the sea and they strangled it. Why? It's it's horrible and it's just absolutely horrible. And so unnecessary. I mean, let's um, I don't, it's no danger to you. It's just
0: trying to get somewhere.
1: Yeah, and I think it would be just amazing because also polar bears are indirectly part of the creatures who live in Iceland. Mm -hmm. So, and it also has to do with my opinions on on the culture here that we should not be so. Skeptical about uh, uh, living beings who come here from somewhere else. Mm, yes, <laughs> and we should be more uh, relaxed and open because usually they bring much more good with them than bad. Yeah, and so when people are saying like, "Yeah, but polar bear, what are you gonna do with a polar bear? Are you gonna pat it?" And, <laughs> and I said, "No, maybe not, but yeah. you know, not maybe have like a hillbilly, kill it. If you are going to kill it, like have a trained professional." Mm-hmm. Person who can do it properly, but not just somebody.
0: Yeah, know. okay, interesting. So it's good yeah. to know which campaign promise you would have liked to yeah, fulfill. Yeah, I would have liked yeah. to it fulfill,
1: it, but it wasn't in my power because yeah. I, I was, uh, it's it's up to Parliament.
0: Yeah, and you also had more important things to do, I think, as well. Yeah. The, yeah, but it's interesting that your dog looks like a little polar bear. Yeah, thank you. So in a way you kind of brought your little polar bear, at least into your home.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, and I just hope it doesn't get mistaken for a polar bear. That would be terrible. But somehow I don't think
0: so. (laughs) When you were running for mayor, did you believe that you could win? Or was it kind of a Hail Mary pass?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what a Hail Mary pass is.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure. But I'll explain <laughs> for some people who might not be from the US who do listen to this. So, Hail Mary is in the US, uh, American football, yeah. is when the quarterback throws a long forward pass out of desperation because time is running out. Yes. And there's very small chance of success of that pass being caught.
1: Yeah. No, I, 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 In in the beginning of this, it wasn't my intention to win anything, I was just making a statement. And I was uh, making an artistic theatrical spectacle and I somehow imagined that I could, you know, like take like theater, like a circus, out into the open and to get a lot of tension. And, you know, spectacle would be created and then it would slide back into the theater again.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Yeah, but... but uh, when it was nearing the uh, uh elections i i of course wanted to take part in the elections but then i needed you know i, I needed to apply or register for the elections mm-hmm. and and when you do so you need more people. You need people on a on mm-hmm. like to make a ballot. So I talked to a lot of friends, mostly through Facebook. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Great Connector. Yes.
1: And asked them to, you know, told them about my party and if I could use their names on a ballot uh, just to be able to attend certain meetings. Right. And sure, absolutely do I have to do something? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for fun. Exactly. And like, I always needed more and more people. And suddenly, when I mean, probably when it's like five or six weeks before the elections, mm-hmm. I realized that this was probably becoming serious. <laughs> like, you're
0: just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The weight hits you. It's just like, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. If yeah. I yeah. win this,
0: what am I going to do? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a fascinating. But at the same time, it was terrifying yeah. because I didn't know any uh, first thing about politics. I really, you know, I had my ideas and opinions and stuff, but but hands on, I didn't know right, yeah. much about practical politics. Yeah. Like I didn't didn't really know, and uh, and after the elections, because the elections were in May, but. You're not inaugurated into office until like three weeks later. Okay. But it's like clear that you will be the next mayor. And I, a few days after it was announced, I got a phone call from uh, a lady in, in City Hall. And, and she said, congratulated me. And, mm-hmm. and then she said, yeah, I'm head of the mayor's office. And I I just wanted to uh, invite you to come and and look at your office, Mm -hmm. if you want to, before the inauguration. And and I was like, yeah. (laughs) You know, I I just imagined like an office would be like a room with a table and a computer and a telephone.
0: Okay. (laughs) So very typical, boring office. (laughs) Yes. And
1: I imagined she was kind of like the lady... Who, uh, who would bring me coffee and water the plants oh, or something. Oh, like
0: the assistant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I just kind of, yeah. And I said, that's not necessary. I don't need to see the office. It's okay. I said, uh, okay. very kind of you, but you know, I don't want to bother. Yeah. And she said, and then she said, oh, okay, uh, no problem. But I know everybody here is excited to see you. Mm. And I was like, everybody here? Mm-hmm. Everybody who? <laughs> so I said, okay, I'll, I'll come down uh, tomorrow. I'll come by tomorrow. And I did. And that's when I realized that the mayor's office is like a, a whole floor. And it's mm. it, it has like 50 people who work there. I didn't know. Yeah, that's how little I knew. And, and uh, you know, I, I wanted kind of just... I didn't understand... Why do politics have to be so brutal? And why do people have to be so mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Why? And because it's it's not the communication that I'm used to and I've worked in many places and politics is somehow different people are people are mean people are rude yeah. and I
0: think in a way because you had yeah. mentioned about being a spectacle and I think because when people are in politics you know, they create their own spectacle too right? and in a persona yeah. uh-huh. and in this persona though you kind of adapt a little bit to what you think is the right way in politics because most of the time you see in like the US especially it's like there's yes. a lot of bullying that happens uh-huh. and unfortunately a lot of people take from other places that they see as successful in getting what they want and adapt that, right? And Uh so they create these personas, almost a spectacle of themselves, and then treat other people who aren't part of the system Uh as other, and then they're, you know, trying to push them out or bully them out. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's just uh, disgusting, because the whole point is to work together. At least the system was supposed to be about working together. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's what democracy is supposed to be all about.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, if, if that's what you want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, many people don't necessarily want that. No. They want no. what is best for them. Yes. Even if they initially started with the intention, sometimes you get poisoned, I think, by the power.
1: I had my ideas and kind of a prejudice against politics and politicians. And I had to rethink a lot of things. I was really not prepared for what awaited me.
0: Mm. So that kind of also segues to my next question about yeah. what surprised you about your job as mayor I mean you already talked about a couple of things so there was all these people <laughs> who were going to be depending on you and that you were overseeing yeah. <laughs> as well as people being mean in the political sphere here in Iceland so really, any other surprises?
1: Yeah I, I wasn't prepared for uh, the, the practical things and responsibility. Being a mayor is like a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. When we when we came into office, there were uh, mostly financial issues that had to be dealt with mm-hmm. as soon as possible. And it was the financial situation of the city. So there were uh, like uh, really, really grief, complicated financial issues that held, had to be dealt yeah. with and I had to uh, understand and, and uh, Do something about it. As well. Yeah, and do something about it and and what was most most important of most importance Was the the situation of the Reykjavik energy company mm. And that is something that is like a very complicated to explain, but it was a the energy company that was uh, owned by the city, and is owned by the city, and provides us with uh, hot water and electricity, and also broadband Wi-Fi. And that company was just in really, really serious trouble. Mm. And then also, we needed to start preparing for the budget, to make a budget for the city. And that was something I was not prepared for. Budget? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you you have to... You, uh, the mayor... Uh, <laughs> were,
0: may... people, were people in the office looking at you like, dude, seriously? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, with all the political instability that had been going on here uh, in the city for a very, very long time, because like uh, majorities were formed and they lasted even just for 100 days, mm-hmm. and then... Mm-hmm. You know, there were new elections and new majority, and, and then there was corruption and blah, blah, blah. And it had been going on for years and years. So, of course, the people working there were just terrified. Yeah. Like, okay, so this is going to be like some new kind of farce. Yeah. And I, I really didn't want to uh, disappoint anyone. I didn't want to disappoint the people who worked there, and I didn't want to disappoint the people who voted for the best party. And, and none of us wanted to do that, so we all determined to try and do our best, to uh, do a good job. And, okay. and it was just like uh, hard, really, really hard work and very tiring and frustrating at times. Okay. And in uh, December, we present the budget. Okay. And that was like the second budget for the city. After the after, the after the crisis, yeah. so it's like presenting a, a a budget for a capital city in a country which has experienced an economic crisis is complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then and the thing with the budget is that <coughs> it's it's a very controversial budget. You have to there. Were, like, cut-downs and layoffs and horrible things yeah. there. And but it's
0: good, though. I mean, even though you had to make these really tough decisions, that you were taking this very seriously. So it went yeah. from being a joke to being, like, you really felt responsible uh-huh. as this individual in this position. And the people that you actually... Who are your friends was a testament to your friends. So they also yeah, yeah, took yeah. it yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah, Because if you had continued as a joke, what would have happened to the city?
1: No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was... a. Uh, I have tried to do in life, like with the uh, children. I have, I have five children, and maybe you know, they they came into existence under specific circumstances, mm-hmm. and didn't have maybe much to do with responsibility, it was more with like having fun partying mm-hmm. and stuff. <laughs> and suddenly, yeah, that all changed because a new person had been. Uh, had been made. Not maybe intentionally, but it was a fact. You know, everything at that point has to change. It changes from uh, irresponsibility to more responsibility. And even though the fun is changes mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be boring right it, it's different kind of fun exactly so, yeah yeah, yeah so, which is
0: great to think about like that as well yeah too. yeah, yeah. And because there's some people
1: who go like nope my life is over and <laughs> means, yeah yeah <laughs> no but it's it's just you know how i have dealt you know it's it's i wasn't inventing anything new you know new methods i use the same methods that I have used in my daily life. Mm-hmm. Like with my family and running my my home yeah. and paying my bills and so on.
0: I'm curious about, because there are these things obviously that were really
1: hard about being mayor.
0: What yeah. are you proud of?
1: I am, uh, of course, just extremely proud that I and the group, we lost the a whole term of four years I'm proud of the opportunities i got to emphasize the importance of human rights mm-hmm. and pacifist or peaceful uh, ideas what i did i protested and i was one of the few i think i was the only officially elected politicians who protested Openly and directly against the unlawful imprisonment of uh, Liu Xiaobo, mm. the Chinese poet, yeah. and that was before he was uh, uh, nominated the Nobel Prize. Yeah. I met with uh, a delegate from China, and I uh, I begged them to look into his case and uh, release him mm. immediately. And they just stood up and walked out. Wow, that was very powerful. I supported Pussy Riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember you
0: did like a drag, yes, right? Yeah, there.
1: yeah, yeah. And so I was, I was really proud of that, and uh, having an opportunity to really change people's ideas and upgrade people's ideas about the value of human rights and mm-hmm. what human rights are and how you can, as a, as an individual, how you can best fight for human rights because other people's human rights are your human rights. Right, yeah. So, Uh, in uh, essence,
0: you were trying to raise the consciousness in Iceland. Yeah,
1: kind of raise consciousness about human rights. That was uh, something, and and usually, you know, when I see photos of myself, like on Facebook and uh, on social media Mm -hmm. or in the media or whatever, about my time, it's usually connected with my... uh, Campaigns for uh, human rights. Hmm. Right. Usually, photos of me in in drag or uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> adding a fun and kind of a political message at the yes. same time. Yes. Yeah. 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 That,
1: so, so it was a uh, and I mean that's how I perceive theater also. I mean it's or comedy. Yeah. There's like a deep, heavy me- message in comedy, mm-hmm. or can be at yeah. least. Yeah. Or should be, uh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And, kind of speaking of that, do you, so you do you feel like being a comedian prepared you for being mayor?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it, it prepared me and it also prepared other people. And in a way, it was populist. The best party was populist, yeah. in a way. Uh, But it was like positive populism.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to part one of this interview with Jon Gnar. Part two will be released next week. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. Before I end off this episode, I would like to give a shout out to Viking (laughs) Warrior. It's a hilarious name. Who left a review for the podcast. This person said that it is a fascinating podcast for Icelandophiles. This is a lovely series for those fascinated with this little island near the Arctic. Thank you, Viking Warrior, for that review. If you are enjoying the show, feel free to leave a review because you might get a shout out in one of the episodes.